And welcome to another episode of Godfather Minute. My name is Andrew Robinson. Hey ho, my name is Alex Robinson. Together we are the Godfather Minute Brothers. And today we're talking about Minute 135 of the Godfather. Alex, a minuto. A minuto. Numero. Numero. Cento. Cento. That means 100. Uh-huh. Trenta cinque. Trenta cinque. You got it. Trenta cinque. You got it. You're sounding great. Mm. I'm going to replay for you sometime I'm, numbers one through ten. Yeah. You were all, oh, yeah, duo, Andrew. And now you're like, cento, trenta, trenta, cinque. Lei capisce l'italiano. Did you ever. Io vorrei bere qualcosa con me. I'm learning uh, Italian. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah see, <laughs> see. No, no. <laughs> no. Uh, anyway, we're talking about Minute 135 today. Mm-hmm, that's right. Uh, in Minute 135, uh, Mikey and K. What do you think about making their name Mike K? <gasps> I like it. You yes, like that? definitely. Uh, it's, better Mike- than, it's better than a Keiko. <laughs> Kankle! <laughs> um, Kankle, hug your mother! <laughs> uh, so, uh, Kankle ketchup on old times. <laughs> Kankle, uh, did you say Kankle ketchup? Kankle ketchup for all times. Uh, <laughs> with Mikey revealing that he's been back in America for more than a year. What? And that he's working for Pop now. Oh, yeah. Kay reminds him of his um, long ago promise to go legit. But Mikey insists that Pop's all right. Kay accuses him of naivete, but her assertion that politicians don't have people killed leaves Mikey and the viewer mm. wondering who is who is being who naive. Who is the real what? Wondering who's being naive. Yes. Yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> so uh, yeah, now, a little, little this, scene between Kay and Mikey. If this were done in se- old school radio serial fashion, it would mm. end with. Who's being naive? (laughs) (laughs) Tune in tomorrow. Is it Mikey? (laughs) Is that Mikey who is naive about his father's business? (laughs) Or is it Kay who from New England is naive? (laughs) Doing it for her father. For her father. (laughs) This cliffhanger brought to you by Ovaltine. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, getting back to something you mentioned last week, you said that in the book, um, Mm -hmm. Kay is the one who pursues Mikey. That's she right. shows up at the house yeah. and, and she's been like dealing mm-hmm. with mama this whole time. Yeah. But I think it's much stronger to have Mikey be the pursuer. Yeah. Um, especially the way he shows up here. He definitely seems like he's a villain. Like he shows up mm-hmm. all dressed in black and, yeah. you know, uh, like there's a, there's a kind of feeling of threat mm-hmm. over the whole thing. Yeah, no doubt. So, um, yeah, he comes on very strong. If this were the aughts. Mm hmm. He would he would already have a, a restraining order put out against him. Yeah, totally. Uh, dude, preying upon this young woman uh, <laughs> at her place of employment. Yeah, with all these children around. I Wait, where her children ago. come to learn? 
um i i um yeah he's been back for over a year but mm-hmm. he he for the last six months he's been watching her in the like going yeah. about her daily routine just to make sure you know everything well and remember we last minute we talked about how he he got rocco and al neary jobs in the school posing mm. as substitute teachers <laughs> to keep tabs on her that's right yeah <laughs> To make sure she's following the curriculum, yeah, and like like Alan go get a go for his master's degree. It wasn't like they would just let he had a really it was like deep cover. Uh, he got his master's degree in a mixology. You know, Al, could you oh. make me? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Rocco, leave the lemon, take the lime. Come into come into his teaching him. This is a side game. Al, more more wine, more <laughs> wine, Al. So my feeling, people, what people don't understand is when Clemenza was telling Paulie more wine, he wasn't just asking for more drinks for himself. He was guiding Paulie, one of his protege, one of his mixologist mm. proteges, how to make sangria. Oh, that's right. He's like, more wine, Paulie. <laughs> that thing with the fish when they said, "Oh, it was delivered." <laughs> that was Clemenza was actually just playing on cooking that fish, uh. and then like they put it in the, in the jacket <laughs> to keep it like warm to keep it cold. You know, they packed it in ice and they kept it cold, and they're like, "Yeah, it's a message." <laughs> Meanwhile, Luca Brasi's working oh with gosh. the uh, working with the uh, the uh, Barzini. <laughs> <laughs> that is hilarious. What if? That truly was a mix-up at the door. It really was in Luca Brazzi's bulletproof vest. Yeah. It really was Clemenza's fish delivery, but he wasn't paying attention at that point. So it triggered this whole other... She basically created the, the war of the five families. Yeah, I think throughout there were key misunderstandings that like resulted in a Three's Company-esque kind of yeah. comedy errors. If... If the fish were for Clemenza, that means Luca Brazzi is alive. <laughs> Tune in next time to find out where has Luca been. <laughs> Show all these different scenarios where he, where could he have been? <laughs> where in the world is Luca Brazzi? Yeah. Maybe he really is working for he's this whole time he's still working for the Tatalians. Mm. <laughs> oh, Don Corleone, do you want me to come out of? cover yet <laughs> years he's been working know, he's for big, the he has a big beard he's one of those Japanese uh, <laughs> one of those Japanese soldiers who refused to surrender during the um, yeah so Mikey seems to be applying the same um, kind of um, tactics mm. with K that he uses like like as a mobster you know what I mean like he's also mm-hmm. like like he's he, I don't know he just has that kind of like calm sense of menace the mm-hmm. same the same way he's talking to like uh, Senator Geary in the next uh, yeah. the next movie yeah so um, I think he may have read How to Win Friends and Influence People oh you think so it was written in the 30s wasn't it um hmm, I'm not sure he's being he's asking Kay questions he's hearing hearing her out did he did he read the book or did he write that book oh. <laughs> How to win friends yeah. and influence people and take control of your local organized crime organization. Yeah. Organized crime organization. They, they just repack Hagen just repackaged it for a broader audience. Because Hagen, you know, Hagen is good at seeing what's going to make money years from now. Yeah, he's, that's his 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 uh, gift of second sight. He can. Uh-huh. Uh, the the they got men in on the the publishing pay on the payroll and the publisher house maybe. Uh, they might. Signet Press might might like a. <laughs> Printing like that. <laughs> a little second side career. 
Um, so the teen, teen vampire novels, they're not making money now, but maybe 50, 60 years from now, they'll make us a fortune. Wow, he, he was very <laughs> insane. Why'd you start breeding a generation of writers? Um, so behind, so did we establish it's Rocco driving the car or Al driving? It's Rocco driving the car. So he's kind of like trailing behind them. I noticed that. It's the slow roll. (laughs) Creepy. And, uh, yeah, it definitely, I think, adds to the sense of menace. It feels like Mm -hmm. it's like, it's like a, uh, evil presence that's kind of, and it has that Godfather waltz that, like, we're almost like, it's like a, like a creepy dance. So like him, like trying to trick her into joining the, uh. The Cosa Nostra. (laughs) Cosa Nostra. They all chanted. Yeah, with the music, you would have thought that Khartoum himself was was pulling that car. All these symbols of death and and Pulling a cart of oranges. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have you ever driven uh, a car, your car in such a manner? Where you were like, like either either someone was walking and you were, have you ever been driving a car (laughs) while someone was walking and you had to, for whatever reason, because you were trying to talk to them or because you were, had to keep an eye on them or have you, do you think any? (laughs) It feels somewhat familiar. I know. But I I don't recall a particular time. There was another time Hmm. you were trying to pick up that hitchhiker and like she didn't want to get in the car and you were just kind of like slow rolling. You're like, come on, come on, get in the car. Yeah. Well, she, (laughs) she need a ride. Yeah. I'm going to edit that out. I told you not to bring that up. Come on. I really can't remember a time. Uh, Yeah, I can't either. It does Uh, seem like something that... uh, It does seem like something you would do. Yeah. Have you ever (laughs) been driving a car and someone is trying to get into the car and every time they get up to the point where they're about to open the door, you move the car forward so that they can't, they can never get to the... I'm sure when I was first started driving, you played that joke. (laughs) It's always a good one. Yeah, funny. It's one of those it's classic. Timeless. It's like so childish and so annoying, but it, yet it's when you're not on the receiving end, it's the funniest thing in the world. What is it called? I don't know. I don't even think that has a name. It must be well, yeah, like Dingy Dong Ditch or Ring and Run. They have regional names. That's yeah. where that's where you ring the doorbell and then run away. Yeah, even that has a name. But I almost feel like the car one is well. Is you know, this, like this is a opportunity. We should come up with a name for it. Let's do it. Okay, on the count of three, say what you think it should be. Ready? Oh, my gosh. That's tough. Okay, ready? One, <laughs> two, three. Slow, slow drive. <laughs> what did you say? I said slow drive. I said slow and ride. Slow and ride. Okay. I'm just r- shooting from the hip here. Um, <laughs> I think we should put some, put some thought into it. Because I think <laughs> okay. this really has the potential to really be like... That we coined the phrase yeah, right here like, and now? Yeah, I almost want to oh. call it like... So call it like a Robinson move. Oh, like, you, you know what I mean? Truly like, like really like be famous yeah. for it. So anyway. Well, maybe we should give credit where credit's due, where <laughs> that it's inspired by the Godfather. Yeah. Although it's not really happening here. That would be great. We'll call it we'll call <laughs> Rocco rolling. A Rocco rolling. <laughs> Love it. That's great. It would have been great. If, Rocco if rolling Rocco, does seem like it should be more the trailing slowly, yeah, not yeah. the. You're right. Yeah. yeah. It would be great if Rocco did that to Mikey and Kay. <laughs> um, so let's, let's remember to. to Come up with a name for yeah them. okay and listeners if you have a if yeah. you want to submit a name and have give just give the credit to us you can send it to <laughs> us uh, godfatherminute at gmail.com. don't forget to check out our complete archive of videos on YouTube.
Yes, that's true. Godfather Minutes are all on YouTube. YouTube. And if you come up with a name that we like, we will plaster the internet with it. We, we want to infuse this. We want to coin this sucker. We want to infuse it into the WWW and, and ultimately the, Alex WWE. will take credit for WWW. What is that? W, the World Wide Wrestling World? The World Wrestling World. <laughs> world. Whoa. Um, so they're walking down the street, and uh-huh. uh, you see uh, there's a Woody station wagon parked yeah. uh, in the street. Mm-hmm. Good old uh, Woody station wagons. 1953 was the last station wagon that had real wood in it. Wow. So presumably that this could still be one of the real. I guess it probably would be still one of the real ones. Did you find out why it had wood built into it? Uh, I think it was mostly just um, because it looked... It was, you know, it was more decorative and it looked cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, but then it, uh, you know, steel and stuff of cheaper and more durable and so on. So in the coal shortage of 1959, people started tearing the wood off the cars <laughs> to heat their homes. To burn them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Woody also got famous in the Beach Boys. Had a couple of songs All where right. they mentioned Woody's. Yeah. So uh, yeah. there you go. Still living on. Um, well, Alex, there's a classic line in this minute. What is it? Where they... They debate about whether or not senators and presidents have men killed. Yes. Specifically so, men. Yes. Have men killed. Mm-hmm. And uh, does that mean that neither of them think that people have women killed or that they both know that politicians have women killed, but it's not even worth bringing up? The second. The second. Yeah. Okay. We all know that. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no we one's all, naive about that. We all that. know that. <laughs> so do you think Kay is being naive, Alex? You are a, uh, a yes. minor, you're an amateur historian, right? Yes. Yes to both questions. I do okay. think she's being naive and <laughs> I uh, am an amateur historian. So it brings me to, trying to a, set me a fun up? bit. No, it's going to be a fun bit. Do you remember the Garbage Pail Kids? Sure. They came out a little after your time. You were, you were oh, a little Oh, I was definitely old. aware of them. Yeah. yeah. They were a lot of fun. And the mm-hmm. artwork was awesome. Yeah. I'm wondering if, if is this Kay's Garbage Pail Kid? What do you mean? Naive like, K? I mean, Naive K doesn't have a good ring <laughs> Although to it. Although it does sound like Naivete. Naive K. Naive K. Would that be her garbage <laughs> fail character? And what would, what would it show her doing? Oh my gosh, this is almost like a whole other bonus content. Yeah. Uh, Bring it on, yes. yes. <laughs> oh my God. Naive K. Right. It's hard me- to illustrate Naivete in a, in a one image cartoon. Yeah, that's a tough one. Huh. Um... Well, no, I do like this idea, though, of doing garbage garbage pail kids. For, <laughs> let's, let's put it, write that down okay. on your list of topics. All right. We'll have so, to remember um, it. Well, you know, it was a much more trusting era. Mm-hmm. Um, they, I looked up uh, how much did, so before Watergate, I thought it was before Watergate that people stopped trusting politicians. Hmm. But it turns out it's actually even sooner than that. Um, the According to the, uh, they do like the. Four, like 200 AD, I think, when people stopped <laughs> trusting politicians. Well, it was uh, they they did a survey and they asked people, um, "Do you trust your government to do what is right most of the time?" Mm. And so the people who responded yes um, reached peak in 1964. Mm, okay, where 77 percent of the people said wow. that they trusted the government to do the right thing. Mm. 
Uh, you want to take a guess as to what it is now in 2019? Actually, as of last year, it's 2020 now, but 2019 mm. is the most recent data. Oh, boy. 77% in 1964. The big question is, is it, is it a majority or not? Is it above 50 or not? I'm going to say, I'm going to still say, for the most part, people believe in government. I'm going to say below 54 you're wrong. Oh, is it You're wrong down? by about a fa- by a factor of uh, like about three. Seventeen so percent. Wow. Of the people answered that they trust their government wow, to do so the I'm right being thing. Naive yeah, now. you're being naive. Yeah. yeah. Or they're being naive because government does. Well, they're being cynical. In, yeah. They're assuming the government's not doing yeah. it, and, as opposed to naive. Yeah. Those are the two extremes uh. of the. <laughs> <laughs> 17 17 wow. percent which is really um, ridiculous because to me that the government is not doing what's right most of the time would be a breakdown in society you the road garbage wouldn't be picked up there wouldn't be road construction there would be well maybe those chaos the- in the streets food shortages i mean come on 17 percent grow up well <laughs> are well, you in that 17 percent alex yeah. Or I'm sorry, in the 83. I probably am in the 83%. Yeah. And I don't think that means necessarily, like, you're, maybe those are the things that government is doing right. Oh, yeah. But that doesn't necessarily mean that, you know. Most of the time, they're not working on those things. Yeah, and and clearly and now more than the ever, they're definitely not wanting to and what do is stuff that? like build roads and yeah. fix schools and stuff. And how is it phrased? Um, do Most. You, do you trust the government to do what it's like, basically... Uh, on a scale of one to five, uh-huh. and this was like if you if five is you totally trust the government to do what's right all the time, sure. and four is most of the time. Okay, so fours are five. So fours and five. And what yeah. is three? I don't know the exact. Okay, but, of it. but maybe but, it would just be half most, of the time. <laughs> exactly. So most of the time means that over half that the time, more than half of their decisions are in the best interest of people. That would be that would be the ideal situation. So, are you saying you personally that mo- that more than half of every politician, not every, but a general politician's decisions are in their own self interest? That seems extreme. Yeah, I think so. Wow, getting votes and more money, getting staying votes. in power, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Wow. Oh boy. Maybe I am being naive. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. It just you seems- would have thought it after the, watching this whole movie, minute by minute, I, <laughs> I'd be more in the 83. <laughs> um, you need to start a movement called We Are the 83. That don't trust the government. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, so the, um, low, it was as low as this in 1994 mm-hmm. during the closing of the George Bush the first presidency. Mm. It, was, it was also 17%. Mm. Um, but uh, interestingly, uh, the, the, since then, since 1960, um, 66, it's been a slow downward trend with a couple of upticks. And mm. Not surprisingly, uh, September 11th created a big uptick in for some reason people trusting the government um <laughs> so that's the worst time to trust the and government. even then it was only 49 percent yeah that was the highest in in like recent memory was since was, the 60s was uh, was uh, yeah since the yeah. 60s was wow. september 11th so mm. uh, yeah so crazy world out yeah, there huh? wild 
Well, that's all I have for uh, this minute. That's a great line, though, about now who's being naive, Kay. Yeah. And, and it, like this minute, literally ended right when he finished it. Yeah. So it was a perfect, uh, it was a perfect yeah. little scene. She even says it in a very naive way. Yeah. Too. Oh, oh, like a condescending. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, Michael, politicians are really <laughs> killed. And then it just shows him, like, for a second, just, like, reacting to <laughs> the... Uh, yeah. So, uh, and I, the, I imagine probably in the 70s, this was probably also uh, very... Uh, probably made people laugh at the time because oh, yeah. it was a post it was a post Watergate world mm-hmm. or anyway yeah post Watergate uh, post Vietnam low very low level of trust in government yeah with reason um let's see I've got just a couple things uh, one difference in the book in this scene Alex is oh it- wait the book is different than the movie the book is different than the movie the book is different than the movie the book is different. The book is different. The book is different than the movie. Yeah. That's right. In the book, this scene doesn't even happen at Kay's place of work. Well, yeah, didn't you say that it happens? When well, yeah, she goes to the, the mall and surprises him. <laughs> the mall. Yeah, that's what they call it. I know. <laughs> and, then, and then he takes her to a brownstone apartment in the city in oh. Manhattan. Huh. Where they make love and they talk and they get reacquainted. Oh, yeah. It's and I, I wish we had seen more. I mean, I wish we had seen more. Uh, bits. More K scenes. Well, more to see. Like, what does K see in him now? Because mm-hmm. I guess to us, he just seems like such a cold blooded. Like, like you know, at this point, he's totally full blown Godfather. Oh, so. totally. Um, like, what is she, what of old Mikey is still alive in there that she would that she would like? She still loves him. Puto, there's a whole half chapter about their interaction and them talking and dialogue between the two. Yeah. So she still loves him. Yeah. She still cares a lot about him. Yeah. And and they're still young. Yeah, I guess so. So, you know, they have strong feelings for each other. But Kay didn't meet any other guys? Well, she's mm-hmm. this is like yeah. two and a half years that she's yeah. seen him or Puto something. Puto didn't write anything about that. So. Yeah. The only other thing for the book, Alex, is... Uh, this is really funny. So Kay and Michael are talking, and at one point she says, You could have written me. Kegel. Yeah. You could have written me. You could have trusted me. She could have been a contender. <laughs> yeah. She said, nestling against his body, I would have practiced the New England Omerta. <laughs> Yankees are pretty closed mouthed, too, you know. Mm. So Ooh, the uh, New England Omerta. It's funny that the that New England is known as the as Yankees when mm. Boston hates the Yankees more than anything. So yeah. weird. Yeah, well, New England they were the original Yankees, weren't they? Yeah, it's the true. Original colonies. They were the Yankee Doodles. Yeah. Sorry to stray off time. Did you hear someone uh, spray painted Plymouth Rock today? I did hear that. What, did they, what was it? Some uh, Native American thing? What was there? Oh, I don't know. I, the thing I heard said it didn't say that there was a. They didn't disclose what was written. Maybe oh. they didn't want to bring attention to it and encourage that kind of behavior. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Hey, I guess it could be anything these days. Yeah. People, people put any crazy. Yeah. yeah. Like Bratzy lives <laughs> <laughs> on Plymouth Rock. That would be the first sign of his eventual return. <laughs> as, as Luca yeah. It's a Sicilian message. It means <laughs> Luca Bratzi's joined the 12th Street gang, tagging rocks and trucks and things. <laughs> Um, 
You got well, anything else? That's all I got for this one. Should well, we rate it? Let's rate it. All right. Been, we've had a lot of Brando minutes. So we've got to get our mm. equilibrium back now. There's a great line in it. There is a great a memorable line. line. There is a memorable line as well. Two good lines. Mm-hmm. All right. I got it. I'm ready. One, two, three. Oh, there we oh, go. It is, yeah. 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 The dialogue, that line almost bumped it up, but eh. Yeah. It is a good line. I'd say it's, it's one memorable. of the better of the K scenes. Yeah. Like it's, it does mm-hmm. have that good line in it and uh, and so on. So, uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll resume with uh, K and uh, with Keikel. Keikel? Mm-hmm. Keikel? Mm-hmm. Keikel, that's right. That's right. Uh, next, Keikel. Keikel. Next mm-hmm. uh, week. And so we're mm-hmm. going to go record some bonus content. Keiko, you could have been president and vice president. You could have been president and first lady. <laughs> Keiko, there wasn't enough time. I never wanted this for you. There weren't enough times for either of you. <laughs> uh, so All what are we right. going to talk about in the bonus content? Oh, we got we got our merch. What was we, the thing we just came up with? With the garbage pail kits. Garbage pail kits. Yeah. Let's do that one. Yeah, merch, okay. low-budget commercial. We got a ton of stuff. Ton of stuff. Stick uh, around. All right, so until then. next time. Presidents and senators don't have men killed. <laughs>